today's episode is for a specific subset of this audience. Why am I announcing this right at the beginning? Well, because most of the time, whenever we're creating content for the podcast, it's a lot more general, right? Sometimes it's very general to any type of content creator, and you can take little pieces of it and your nuggets of wisdom that apply to you, your audience, and what you're creating. But today, specifically, I am talking to those of you that have been creating content for a while, and you have a backlog. Now, what is a backlog? This simply means that you have some content that you can actually repurpose into a digital product. I'm really excited about this because I have lots of step-by-step, some how-tos, like I'm, I'm full-blown teaching in today's episode. So you want to make sure, grab your notebook and be taking notes today, go to the show notes for all the things because you know I'm going to link to previous resources and everything step-by-step that we're going to go through But if you're brand new to content creation, I want you to listen to this episode with ideas on what you can do once you start having that consistent content, once you're on your 20th podcast episode or that 30th blog post or that 50th YouTube video, whatever kind of content you're creating, I really want you to think about how can I turn this content that I'm creating into a digital product and what does that look like? So keep all of that in mind today as we jump into this topic. Let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so we already kind of set the scene for today's episode, but again, I want to reiterate that I'm specifically honing in on the audience that already has content. Like you must have a backlog in order to even contextualize what we're talking about today. Because if you don't have content and you're brand new to having an online business or you don't have any type of ideas or topics or themes that you're already working with, then this exercise is going to be a lot harder, okay? Because the whole idea behind this is that you are not creating something from scratch, all right? I don't want you trying to say, well, Crystal, I wanna create a product and I have nothing, so where do I begin? I'm gonna say, oh, let's back up. Let's start putting out some content, whether it's your podcast or blog post or your YouTube content, whatever it is, and turn it into something that someone is willing to pay for. That is the entire premise behind today's episode. So how can you take something that's free content and spin enough value into it that someone is willing to pay for it? That's like the overarching question of today's episode. And I wanted to give you a few tips right off the bat, and then we're gonna dive into actually like five steps that you're going to follow to make this idea a reality, taking your free content and turning it into something that someone is willing to pay for. 
But first, I want you to start thinking about your content specifically, like what you are creating, whether it's emails, right? You're writing email campaigns, you're writing social posts, you're doing blog posts, you're doing all kinds of stuff for your podcast, for YouTube. Like, I want you to like imagine in your mind all of the different types of content that you're creating. Hopefully this content is all aligned, right? Like we're not creating misaligned content. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. If you have a podcast that's about one thing and a YouTube that's about something else and you send emails to your list about something, that's not going to work. That's a little disjointed for the ideas that I'm sharing today. But I want you to start thinking about what is the thing that you currently have and how can we turn that into something that someone is willing to buy? Now, a few ideas I have right off the bat is you can change the format. I'm going to give you some examples, so don't worry about that. We're going to come back to that in a second. You can add a little something extra that isn't currently in your free content. I have examples of this too. We'll get back to that. Or you can compose the content in a way that's more tangible or digestible for your audience. So now let me give you some specific examples of this. So it's a little bit of changing the format, adding a little something extra, and making it more tangible, like all of that rolled into one, because this is something that I have, I've done in the past. I've actually done this multiple times in the past, and maybe you've noticed this if you've bought things from me or you've been a part of other affiliate things that I've done. You will notice, like, and it's funny because people call me this. I'm not the self-proclaimed repurposing queen, but it's it's. I've had friends call me this, and I just chuckle a little bit because I'm like, I don't really want to be the queen of anything, <laughs> but okay, like I guess I'll take it. But I want you to think about what if you created a presentation video, like you go into Canva, you create an actual presentation, you can call it a webinar, you can call it a masterclass, call it a workshop, whatever it is, but think about creating a presentation video that showcases the content that was originally only a podcast. Or you could create a fill-in-the-blank PDF workbook that was originally a few blog posts, like five or six blog posts, maybe that were like step by step by step. And then you create a $7 workbook that goes with those blog posts. And maybe you have all those blog posts into like a short ebook, right? I'm calling it an ebook, but really it's like a 10 to 20 page PDF, right? And then you have fill in the blank stuff at the end. And this is where I really want you thinking about this creatively, I'm not talking about something that has to be worth hundreds or thousands of dollars, y'all. This is not what we're talking about. That's like a digital course. That's like way down the line if you are just getting started with creating content or you've been doing this for a while and you're like, gosh, I really want to be making money. Like I have plans to create a course or a mastermind or whatever you're trying to do, but you need to start making money now. That is what I'm talking about here today, okay? It's something that it could be $7, it could be $27, it could be $47, right? You can get started with a low ticket product or a simple mini course that, you know, it it doesn't matter. Like there's so many different ways. Like we're not going to really dive into all the different types of digital products today. That's not what this episode is about. It's more about taking your backlog, right? 
and adding in your expertise that you have in your topic and creating something someone is willing to pay for from your free content. Again, we are not starting from scratch. So you have to have enough content in your backlog for this to even make sense, right? Because otherwise you're just kind of pulling ideas out of thin air and it's gonna be a lot more complicated. I can tell you all right now, I don't start from scratch on anything anymore. I've been doing this for so long that I have content in my podcast, both of my podcasts, either from the Profit Podcast or from the Potty Report. I think we just hit recording. Look, I've recorded them. I don't know if they're all published yet, but we're about to hit a thousand episodes. I've recorded a thousand podcast episodes. Y'all, this is mind-blowing to me. And I don't have to start from scratch anymore. So whenever I start thinking of an idea, I'm like, I wonder if this could work. I I go back to my backlog. Or if I'm creating a bonus for a bonus experience for an affiliate program that I'm doing, I go into my backlog. Now, I don't just copy and paste the thing of like, you know, here, let me put all these podcast episodes and like clickable links and a PDF and sell that. No, I don't think that's valuable. But what I will do is I will go back and see, oh, you know what? I created this one YouTube video and it got so many views. I got all the comments. People were saying it's so helpful. So I go back to the foundation of that content and ask, how can I turn this into something that's even more valuable? How can I put a spin on it, add more stories, add more process or system to it. That way people understand it better, but I'm not starting from scratch. Again, that's like the through line of everything here. I have a backlog. I'm able to go dig through my archives and see what was valuable. How can I add more value to this? That way someone is excited to pay for it and it's at a price point that people, it's like an an immediate yes, like, duh, absolutely, I'm going to purchase this, okay? So all of that to be said, like, I I wanted to say all of that to get you in the mind frame of what this is going to look like, because now we're diving into the five steps. So the easiest way for you to create your first or next digital product in five steps, Okay, are you ready for this? This is where you get your your pen, your notebook, your Google Doc, whatever you're taking notes with, the notes app on your phone, or you just go to the show notes because I've already laid it out all for you and you don't have to write anything down if you don't want to, but go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 364 for everything that we're talking about here today, whether you want to follow along or you want to go check it out later. That's where you're going to find everything we're talking about. Okay, so step number one to creating your first or next digital product is you have to pick your content. Okay, this is first and foremost, I just gave you an example, but whenever it comes to picking my content, there's a few questions I ask, like, well, what's relevant to this audience? Because I'm not going to create a product that's a paid for product for an audience that is just podcasters if the content I'm talking about is only for YouTubers or only for bloggers. That doesn't make sense. But I will go through and say, you know what? This episode was my most popular. These are my most downloaded episodes. This was my most watched videos on YouTube. These were the most read blog posts that I've written 
or I've gotten the most feedback or engagement on this type of content. This is how I pick my content, y'all. I cannot stress to you how much I see people doing this so wrong. Whenever they say to me, I'll ask, okay, so you want to create a product? Awesome. Do you have content? Yes, you do. Okay, fantastic. So how many episodes or how many videos, how many blog posts, like how much content do you have? And somebody will say, you know, six months worth or 20 blog posts or 20 podcasts, like whatever, right? Like this is me having a conversation with a client at this point that's telling me all the things about their content. And then I'm going to say, well, what's the most popular You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Because what people tend to do is go back to episode one. And I don't know about y'all, but let's, let's just be really, really honest right now, okay? We're putting on, I have the truth stick, right? I was gonna say our honesty cap, but I like the truth stick better. Like we're gonna, we're gonna sit here and say, I'm holding the truth stick. And if you go back to my episode one, I'm going to cringe and I really don't want you to hear that one anyway because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I was just getting started. So don't start at your episode one. Go to your most popular, your most downloaded or the one that people just keep coming back to you saying, oh my gosh, this was so valuable. Whether you've gotten comments on social media or you've gotten emails back from your list, like whatever it is, pay attention to that stuff because that's the really good stuff. Or even better, and this like totally is, it. I don't know if it's me, like if I should say this out loud, I'm, but I'm going to anyway. I think it's feeding my ego when people say, this is exactly what I needed to hear. It's validation, right? And there is just nothing like it to a content creator. When you create something, you put it out into the world and you get an email or you get a social post, you get some sort of feedback where people are saying, how are you in my head? You knew exactly what I was going through. Like it is the ah, chef's kiss. Like it is so incredible when you get that type of feedback. So don't ignore it. Do not ignore it. But these are the different ways that I would measure what type of content I should look at when creating a digital product. And then from there, so that's number one, right? You gotta pick your content. Step number two is you have to decide what product you're going to create. And this is where you can get super creative and I don't want you to get overwhelmed because if you're like, well, Crystal, I'd love to have a YouTube video, but I don't do YouTube or I'd love to have a workbook, but I can't really design anything in Canva. I want you to think about your own limitations and what you're capable of or think about your budget if you're thinking about hiring this out to someone. Like I'm a very much an advocate for using a freelancer, using a contractor that you can depend on that does really good work and outsource some of this to them, right? You don't have to do all this alone, 
But I do want you to think about what the original content, like how it was created, and this is your taking it up to the next level, right? You're taking it above and beyond what it originally was because that is how you're adding value. That is how someone isn't gonna come back to you and say, why are you charging for a podcast episode that I could go listen to for free? You don't want that to happen. But if I take a podcast episode and I turn it into a training video that has presentations, it has stories, it has examples, it has like tons of value above and beyond what I already added value in the podcast, then that's something that someone might be willing to pay $27 for or $57 or $97, like the sky is the limit on what you can charge, but it has to be valuable, right? It has to be something that is valuable above and beyond what the original content was. But you have to decide on the format, right? You have to decide on what it's going to be. Think about the original content and what you're gonna turn it into. So a few other ideas, a podcast to a training video or a webinar type workshop presentation. Another one is something that was originally a video and turning it into a training workbook. Think a webinar or a workshop or even a YouTube video that you create a really nice workbook to go along with it. I have seen bloggers that I used to, like whenever I was first starting out, they would always sell these like seven $14 workbooks that went along with their blog post. Maybe it was how to get organized or how to kind of walk, like walk step by step through the processes that they were sharing, but it was a visual representation of the work that they needed to do. It was almost like a homework book, right? So they could do it themselves and have something to show for it at the end. And I'm this type of learner. I don't know if it would be a kinesthetic and a visual learner, but I definitely remember stuff a lot better if I write it down. And I think that there's a good chunk of people out there who have the same type of reaction. So this is something that's still very valuable. So don't disregard the $7 workbook or something that's a super easy uh, training manual, if you wanna call it that. Like I'm trying to throw out all the buzzwords for you like to get, get the creative juices flowing. But another thing that you can do is combine multiple pieces of content into one where it's not just a one-to-one transfer. So like this episode today, I mean, I could easily turn this into a $57 workshop where I go through and I show you step-by-step, okay, this is how I chose my content, this is how I decided what product I'm gonna create, and then I could go through the rest of the steps here with you, and I could really take other pieces of content, maybe other YouTube videos, and I could say, look, I deconstructed this, and I used this, and I created these other worksheets over here. It doesn't have to be just one podcast episode that I turn into a video. You can dig through your archives and say, you know what, this topic paired with this topic would just make like, I mean, it's a freaking bombshell of an episode that we should talk about. Let's like, I'm going to put all this together in a training video. I'm going to have a workbook and boom, I have my mini course that is, you know, it covers all these topics. So don't think it has to just be a one-to-one transfer, but that is step number two. You're going to decide what kind of product you want to create. Step number three, this is where it gets a little complicated complex, convoluted, and there's lots of opinions about this, but 
you have to choose a platform to sell on. I have a few different options I'm going to share with you today. They are not the end-all be-all. These are just the platforms I have used. They're tried and true, and they're ones that I would recommend to you, right? Because we're friends. So I'm sitting here telling you as a friend, I'm not going to recommend a product I've never tried or I didn't have success with. So if you are looking at creating a product that is going to be a representation of a digital course, or even if it's a mini course, I recommend Kajabi or Teachable. Now, I recommend Kajabi only because there's a good portion of people listening to this that probably have Kajabi for their website and their digital courses. So I would absolutely use Kajabi if you already have it. However, if you don't already have Kajabi, there are other options that are a lot more affordable. I never recommend Kajabi to someone that's just getting started because it's a lot more complex and it's a lot more expensive, all right? But if you are interested in Kajabi, I'll have a link in the show notes. I am, am a partner, I'm an affiliate with them, and I've been using them since, let me see, I guess 2020 at this point. I was gonna say 2019, but I think I officially launched in March of 2020, coincidentally enough. But the other one that I recommend that I used in the very beginning in 2018 was I started my very first course on Teachable. Teachable is still fantastic. I just switched to Kajabi in 2020 because I wanted a a little bit more customization, but Teachable was great for me just getting started. So that is absolutely an option if you wanna have a digital course experience for your product. Another thing to consider is Stripe or PayPal for transactions. Now, this is something that, you know, I I could get into all the APIs and the integrations that you have to use, but at the end of the day, you have to have a medium to accept payments. Like I have Stripe, for example, connected to Kajabi. That is what I use for my payment systems. I've used PayPal in the past where you could just put a PayPal button on your website and do a direct transaction that way. Another thing that you can do is ConvertKit. So I have used ConvertKit since, I'm trying to get all these dates now. I think it was 2017, which is crazy. I think it was 2017, whenever I first started using them. Maybe it was 2018. I'm thinking November 2017. I think that sounds right. But I have been using them for a long time and they recently started giving you the ability to have a product like delivery system and make purchases and do all that. I still think you have to have a Stripe or PayPal account to take transactions, but you could sell things through ConvertKit, which is super, super cool. And I've actually been looking at other ways that I can incorporate uh, ConvertKit to do that. But I mean, there's just, there's so many other things. I'm sure you could go watch tons of YouTube videos to see what types of platforms you can use to sell on. But these are ones that I have tried. And like I said, I endorse these because I've done all of them. The other one that I'll mention is Shopify. So if you do have very simple workbooks or Excel sheets or things that you've created, databases or project plans, like all kinds of different digital products that you wanna sell, 
I've used Shopify in the past and it worked out great for me as well. It's just not something that I'm super familiar with. I use it for a very short period of time. But again, you have to have some sort of integration like a Stripe or PayPal to actually handle those transactions. Okay, two more steps here. The next one, so that was number three, that was choose a platform to sell on. Number four is create a promotional plan, all right? And we've talked about selling on here. I actually have another fun episode coming up around selling in your content, so stay tuned. That one is coming. But I want you to create a promo plan for what you are going to sell. And you should already feel comfortable talking about the topic that you're gonna be selling because you are starting with the content you already created. Maybe you already had a marketing idea for a way that you could present this information in front of your audience, but you need to have a launch date. When are you actually going to launch this digital product that you're creating? What platforms are you gonna talk about it on social, in your podcast, on YouTube, in your email? Like, where are you gonna promote this product that you're going to be selling? And then I want you to take a step back and have that realistic gut check moment of deciding how much time, energy, and effort are you willing to put into this launch? Because I don't want you spending six months putting together a product that is $7. Okay, that's just absolutely unrealistic. Like two weeks at max for something that is less than $50. That is truly how I feel about it, only because step number five, right? That was a short, quick one, right? Create a promote a, a promotional plan. There we go. I was trying to say promo and then promote. That didn't sound, that sounded weird. Create a promotional plan is step number four. I'm gonna link to other resources in the show notes on selling in your content, other podcast episodes, other YouTube videos we've already done to help you be a better seller. But step number five, I want you to launch this thing out into the world because once that happens, right, you hit your launch date, you start promoting it, it is out into the world, you can start selling it and then you have that ability to get constructive feedback and make it better. Like this is just version 1.0. I don't ever want you thinking, okay, I'm launching this thing out into the world. It absolutely has to be perfect. Otherwise, I can't charge for it. Even if it's only $7, it has to be perfect. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. Let it be okay. Let it be good enough and then start selling it, iterate it. Maybe you launch it at a lower price and then you have plans to sell it for $7 for a few months and you're like, okay, I got some feedback. I made it better. I found all my typos that I screwed up on, but now that like now they're gone, I don't feel bad about it because it was just $7. Now I'm going to raise, raise the price to $27 or $57 or whatever you're doing with your pricing. But please don't get so caught up in perfectionism or trying to make sure that it's as good as someone else who's doing something similar out there. Like, don't do that to yourself. It's not worth it. I have created at this point, oh gosh, I just put myself on the spot again. I did, did all these dates earlier. Now I was gonna say how many products I've created. I think I've created with all of my affiliate promotions, all of my own products, 
I would say at least 20 courses at this point. Now I say that because I've created many courses that you may or may not have ever seen if you haven't bought every single thing that I've ever done. I've created presentations that some of them were free and some of them I charged for later down the road. Some of them I included in other bonus packages that I've had. Like I will own the title of Repurposing Queen. Again, it's one of those I'm just like, can we think of a better one first? Like, please send in. If you have better names, like please, I'm I'm open for suggestions. <laughs> but I will repurpose the dog mess out of anything because I am such a believer in not starting from scratch. I do not start from scratch anymore, guys, like at all. When I'm looking at anything, I do not start from scratch. I go back to what I know, what I've currently, or sorry, what I've previously created for the current thing that I can use it for, and that is how I get started. This is my number one, like everything I just shared with you. So I said, these are the five easiest ways to create your first or next digital product. Follow these five steps to get something out into the world. And then guess what the next step is? Wash, rinse, repeat. Like do the same thing over and over again. Make it better. Decide, you know what? I did it as a YouTube video that was private. This is another thing. We were talking about content earlier, the format. You could create a private YouTube video, keep it super simple. You could have people Venmo you. Like, like I think that everybody overcomplicates things. Let's keep things stupid simple here, okay? And it's funny because I, I felt myself cringe just saying the word stupid because the boys aren't allowed to call them <laughs> call each other that in the house. I've like we've made it like a four letter word that we they can't call each other stupid. So even whenever I say it, I'm like, oh wait, okay, no, I didn't use that. It's it's not it's not actually I didn't say the f word, y'all. Like calm down. But that's what I feel like whenever I say it. But let's keep things stupid simple around here so we can make the most out of our content because I don't want you to wait a year and a half of creating stuff before you say, you know what, maybe I should make some money with this or maybe I should actually turn this into a product. Don't wait that long. Don't wait that long. If you have 20 of something, you have enough. You have four to five really good pieces of content in there. Maybe some of it's mediocre, but I bet you have four to five pieces of content that you're like, I am damn proud to have my name on this. And I think that I could turn this into something where I could charge for it and that people would be so excited to get the inside scoop or get the deep dive or whatever it is, whatever additional value you can add to it. So I'm gonna challenge you to look at your content with fresh eyes and asking, how can I take this to the next level and create a digital product with this content? All right, let's do a quick recap, all right? First and foremost, the show notes for today's episode, again, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 364, okay? Go there. We can do the recap together if you want. But here are the five steps again. Number one, pick your content. Number two, decide what product you're going to create. Number three, choose a platform to sell on. Number four, Create your promotional plan. And number five, launch it out into the world. 
This was so fun. I've really been wanting to talk about this more. I think that we've been covering a lot more marketing and selling in your content. And I have a few more episodes coming up where we're gonna dive even deeper into selling in your content, how to make it even better, and some of the mistakes that some of you are making that we are gonna rectify so you can start selling more in your content with confidence. But that's all I have for you today. So again, one more time, show notes for today's episode, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 364. Go check out everything that we learned here today, as well as the other resources that I'm gonna link to. Make sure, if you have not already, to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you are listening. Take a screenshot and please tag me on Instagram. Like tag me in your stories and let me know what you found helpful about today's episode or what else you wanna know about selling in your content. If you're like, oh, you talked about this one thing but you barely touched on it and I wanna know more about it, send me a DM, please send me an email. Let me know what is on your mind because this is how we keep churning out better and better content here. It is a constant evolution, and I'm so excited that you are here for the ride. I really appreciate each and every one of you that listen to The Profit Podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here with me today. But that's all I have for you. So as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 